0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tindall and as always, I'm your host. And this week, we are back with Chelsea Lee Trescott. So a lot of you who may have found this podcast may have just heard the both of us on the Queen of Hearts podcast with Juju B., uh, that's where I met her. If you haven't gone and listened to that, I highly recommend it. It is a blind dating show podcast, uh, that both of us did. And it, the episode that we are on has dropped the exact same day that this is coming out. So everyone besides my parents, go listen to that episode. Um, And I wanted to have her by to talk about not only that episode, which we do at the end of the podcast, talk about the experience of being on that, what it was like, um, the different perspectives that we each had, um, but also talk about dating and heartbreak in general. Um, She has a podcast called Thank You Heartbreak, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, um, you can find on Instagram, Thank You Heartbreak, all about heartbreak and relationships and dating um, as her day job is a breakup coach. So she is more than kind of an expert. She is a legitimate expert on all of these topics. And it was a really fascinating conversation that I think everybody will be able to relate to. You can find her, like I said, at Thank You Heartbreak on all social media. Go listen to the podcast, Thank You Heartbreak, and go listen to the Queen of Hearts podcast with Chelsea and I on it. It was a lot of fun, um, and you'll be able to to hear some pretty, pretty fun and unique stories that I really haven't told anyone else, and that message is for everyone besides my parents. I will let you guys know if you're allowed to go listen to that one or not after I hear it for the first time. Well, other than that, I think you guys are gonna enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. So you go on dates with people you don't know their name. Yeah, like the whole the whole date you're just like ah There's man. a lot
1: in life, you know, I mean and I I hate that like I sometimes I tell myself oh it's because like I meet a lot of people in my life and in my days now I'm like absorbed in conversation with so many people but I feel like that's not a good thing to say either No. you know so especially when it comes to dates but yeah there's a period of time where I feel like like that's not important to me like I feel like the name it should be important but it's kind of like the the least interesting thing about the person so you know what I'm saying yes
0: I do know what you're saying however it is like really demoralizing at the end of a date, you're like, oh, they went really well. And they're like, ah, what's your name again? You're like, we just spent two hours together. Yeah, I mean, it's where <laughs>
1: I'm like getting someone else's number by the end of it. That was happening a bit. Where? What, what do you mean? I feel like I was on this string of dates where, um, you know, someone would come up to someone or to us. And they would say something like, why are you with him? You know, like, she's better than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like... Um,
0: That's so crazy.
1: Or a guy would go to the bathroom and one of like the host, you know, like the guy host or someone in the restaurant would come up and we'd start talking and it would go toward my podcast. And, and it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was like a date situation, but by the time I was leaving, they'd ask for my number in front of the guy for the podcast. And oh. I don't, and whereas like, I'm going to show up and say yes to those moments. Yeah. I think the guys would look at me or I was on a date and it was for the breakup coaching and they'd look at me like, oh, she's collecting numbers to go on dates with guys in front of me where I was like, hey, like, you know, I do have a platform and I do connect with people and I'm not going to turn that side of me off just because I'm on a first date with someone that I've only known for an hour and a half. Like, this is my life and it's bigger than you. Yeah.
0: Right now. Totally. I mean comedians have the same problem and it doesn't get better with like being in a relationship. It does a little bit, but there's always that little bit of like, like I'm always meeting people, men, women, Mm -hmm. whatever out there. And so, you know, if I'm at a comedy club and I'm, Networking, for lack of a better word. And there's like, oh, this, yeah, this girl's really good. She's been on late night. Oh, yeah, I was talking with her. Like, I want to be buddies with her because, you know, it's always good to have more connections or whatever. Even in like stable relationships, they're kind of like, okay, really? Like, because they don't see that side of my life. Like, the whole time that I'm out at a comedy club talking to all these people, they're thinking, like, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, which to me is like, it, it really shows that someone lacks trust. And whether it's mm. like longer in a relationship and it's telling me that someone lacks trust in us, or if it's me or if it's their own baggage, but if it's me that they're lacking trust in, they really don't see me at all. They don't see who I am. Because okay. I can give my attention away to a ton of people. Like that is what I do. That is also what I love. I love people. But if I'm selecting someone to be with, that's like a very conscious choice and it's a different sort of attention. I feel like they should be proud that they're the one that I end up with at night, but other people during the day that I'm enthused about are not the people I'm choosing, you Yeah. Know?
0: Yeah And I Yeah No that is a really good That is a good point I feel like on a first date You're never gonna have That level of trust But in a relationship I do think you're
1: But I just feel like If it's starting now Like one of my favorite quotes Is by Maya Angelou And it says You know When someone shows you Who they are Believe them the first time Mm. And you know, maybe it's the breakup coaching, maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's just throughout my days hearing people's stories because of what I do. But I feel like I'm so much sooner now to pick up on those things with people that when they say things like that, or it seems like they need me to be smaller with them, I'm very much like, well, this is the smallest I'm gonna be. And if this is already too much for you, it won't work with us. I think I've just seen so much at this point where, you know, the people I called into my life, there are big you know, fans or from the outside, and I'm sure it happens as a comedian, people are, you know, they love the idea of what you do yep. and what it takes to be someone like you and what it would be like on the receiving end to be like you and get attention. But to be with someone like that. It's overrated. That, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, right. I'm kidding. Go on. <laughs> so, but like, to be with someone like that, I think, you know, ask something of them. Mm-hmm. And it can be so uncomfortable that they end up trying to want you to be smaller so they don't have to deal with that discomfort
0: interesting yeah yeah and it takes kind of a i think it takes a special type of person to be able to put up with that like it's it's funny you say that because i was actually just talking with one of my buddies from back home he was my college roommate like very Mm. very good friend and we were talking about um He's been married for years. He's had one girlfriend. And he like made it, made her his wife type oh my God, deal. That type. I know, yeah. That type. So like, he's in no place to be giving me but, advice. But, but at the <laughs> maybe
1: maybe he has advice
0: about soulmates. I'm sure. Yeah. No. I'm I'm sure he's got like pieces of advice. But that's exactly what we were talking about. Because he was like, yeah, no, really. All you got to find is like someone you like hanging out with, and then someone that also respects when you need space, right. and that's it. And I was like, okay, I agree with those two things. However, I am a much more high maintenance individual than you are. How so? Like, well, it's just the lifestyle that I live, right? Yeah, why like, is it
1: high maintenance? That's so interesting. What an interesting choice.
0: I don't have a lot of free time because okay. I have I still have a day job, yeah. and then it's like, oh yeah, okay. Right after work, I'm going to do this podcast, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go to the comedy club. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be there till one a.m. Right. I have a late uh, sleep schedule. Like, I have been with people before that want to go to bed by 9.30 oh, no, every night. Know. And it's like...
1: It, nothing seems so more that, suffocating and depressing. Uh,
0: well, it was fine. Like, the issue... I didn't have the issue with it. The issue is, like, they would get mad...
1: If you didn't go to sleep with them at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Or
0: they would, like, have to stay up way later than they wanted to. And then they're in a bad mood. Right. And so, it was just like... That's kind of what I mean is, like, I live... A very specific life yeah. style and yeah. it eliminates a lot of different totally people agree where like he just stays at home he's got a couple of dogs he plays video games like he wakes up when he wants to he goes to bed when he wants to but it's the same routine every night so like mm-hmm. him having those two requirements is like really all he needs because he doesn't really go out he's not chasing some passion and he's happy i'm not shitting on him but oh your friend yeah my friend, friend. right I was totally. like
1: are these guys you're dating? Yeah, I was yeah. like I <laughs> thought you switched over and like were revealing something I'm like oh my god what? No
0: no 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 my friend is trying to give yeah. me advice.
1: Um, yeah, well, but so that's he was not wrong. People, he just didn't have the whole but picture. That's, I think a lot of people think like that. It's almost like they're suggesting that in order to find love and find that person you're going to be with, your lifestyle needs to change. And if your yes. style, if your lifestyle, if you just like simplified it and just you know paid attention to what's important, just keep your life more simple and kind of have I don't know if it's called like the status quo of life, kind of what we expect. It's like right it's about family it's not about being out there and chasing things it's about being on schedule together i just i agree i, I just am not in that place either and i feel like when i've been with with guys that are more structured in that way there's a part that comes out of me where i feel like ashamed like am i not adulting enough mm. am i should i be adulting like them and am I just like, you know, people say like a free spirit, like, you know, up at night, like thinking about my thoughts or getting connected to myself. And, you know, can people really pay attention to those details and um, they can almost seem, make it seem like it's flawed or so out there. You're not ready for love yet. Chelsea, do you know what you want? <laughs> you know what? It's just, I
0: mean, yeah.
1: Or it's like as if it's so selfish.
0: Yeah. And like... I guess I don't know completely how to wrap my head around it because part of me does think it is a little selfish, but also I think like it's what I don't think there's a problem with that. Like if I'm happy with the way that I'm living my life and I'm not really harming others, then like other people can fit into it. Or if they don't want to fit into it, then it's kind of like... You know, there's some, there's there's something to be said for coming into a relationship with who you are, and not like pretending like you're going to change so you could fit with someone else. I
1: know it's so many people do like that's the strategy. I yeah, that's the heartbreak for them in the end. I think that not coming in and you know being a chameleon and and not um, kind of deluding yourself into thinking that eventually you know your your lifestyle, someone will change what they're doing to match you. I think it's how you end up. You know. I guess, as they'd say, alone.
0: Um, for alone <laughs> As for they longer. would say, alone. Say, lonely, alone. a piece of I'm shit. Not, I'm, like. You know, I'm not lonely. <laughs> I
1: mean, I feel like the least lonely that I've ever felt in my life, but I'm definitely romantically the most alone that I've been. Mm. And so it's really fascinating um, in that sense, like the more, uh, you know, happy I've been with myself. That's the craziest thing. When I was sad and, um, more reaching in my life for everything I didn't have, that was such an easier time for me to get into relationships. Mm. And as I've gotten you know so much happier and so much you know more alive in my life and less dependent on one person, I feel like it's been harder to get in a relationship it's It's wild. it's like i la I left my last relationship so in love with him. And I just felt like, you know, and happy, happier, uh, like it, I was coming into a consistency of self and of happiness. And I felt like I needed to really see where that would take me. I needed to lead my own life. I knew I would never move to this small town where he lived. You know, I was being realistic for both of us. I left him, I you know, him wanting to lead my own life and feeling like it was going to take me a while to fall in love again, to match what we had. You know, he had two kids.
0: Mm. I felt
1: like what it was to be maternal and to like have this family and a relationship that wasn't selfish. And yet, in um, coming into myself and becoming finally secure in so, in so many more, you know, ways and feeling like I could really offer someone like an honest love, um, I have, in a way I have so much more going for me. I haven't been in a relationship since that, like really in a relationship, I've dated. Um, so it's kinda crazy, it's like, damn, when I was more insecure and, and love was the priority because I was so insecure with my life, mm-hmm. I was able to be in love, which from the outside a lot of people see that as the success. Oh, look, you know, she's in love, she's chasing something, you know, she really has something going for her, her life is moving somewhere. That's um, kind of the illusion, I think, from the outside. My life was going kind of nowhere fast when I was in the wrong relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think the way you put that, the wrong relationship is kind of the, kind of the key there, like what we were talking earlier about. Um, now that you do feel more comfortable in yourself, mm-hmm. it's not that you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't sound like you're shut off to new relationships. It's more that you're going to be pickier about it because you have a better relationship with yourself like you're not filling gaps in your own like personality or like loneliness with someone else you're trying to be additive with your relationships no
1: totally and I feel like in a way I hate this word but I guess I kind of was settling in the past I mean I'm so grateful for Mm. every man that was in my life I mean he
0: They all sucked. uh, You heard it here first. They were all terrible. I know. probably seems (laughs) like it.
1: But I really, you know, I always, I feel like I credit them for who I've become Mm. and for also never judging me when I was in bad places in my life. I mean, these were men that chose me when I felt like I was in a really uh, low state and I was really ashamed of the condition I was in and they never judged me. Um, so I, I've, I've, and I think that they were just an indication of where I was at in my life, who I was. I do think I was attracting maybe people that were more of my freak, you know, frequency. But the 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 thing I wasn't being honest about, and I was using them, is that I was using them when I was feeling isolated in my life, and I felt like having that would give me the strength then to go make something of myself and and be secure and act on my dreams, and it did the opposite. So I think that's what I'm aware of. Is like I'm not gonna bring someone in my life wrongly thinking that they're going to you know make me feel more confident or right. they're going to give me direction and I also see further out I see that like I'm not, I, I don't feel like I can afford or keep up this act of being with like the wrong person in the sense of the future. I'm not just like, I'm living in the now for myself. I don't want to just like live in the now with a guy and, and call it love, but realistically know that I would never make the choices that he wants to make in life for our future, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's what's kind of hard. I just, I can see where I can, I feel like very intuitive. I always have. I've really felt intuitive about the people I meet and the relationships I have and like that my gut is right. And so I'll have these senses of things that will tell me this person and I aren't going to be a match for long. Yeah. And so I kind of see further out and I make decisions faster in the present.
0: Interesting. So we got right into it. We didn't even really do any yeah. sort of an introduction, but you do for your, like, part of, part of what you do to you yep. podcast is you are a breakup coach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything that you just outlined, how do you... How do you make other people see that, right? Because I think it's one thing to internally look at how you've lived your life and retroactively look back at the relationships and say, like, oh, well, I was using him to fill this hole that I thought Mm -hmm. was there. and I was using this person to fill this other hole I thought was there. But, like, it strikes me as something that you have to feel and not... Because everyone can look at their relationship logically and go like, well, that's not the best. That's not the best. But then they end up staying with someone or they break up with them and maybe they shouldn't. Like, How do you, how do you bring someone around to the idea where they start to look at themselves inwardly like you're doing yes. and to help them yeah. move forward? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, you're right. It's like, I think logic is, it, it, it's not sexy. It doesn't make it romantic. It, it is the fantasy much this It is to
0: some people. I know a lot of computer programmers, they are very turned on by logic.
1: Yeah, and if women, if women really want to catch a man's attention, I mean, they should be more logical about things, right? I'm not going to uh, deny it. Yeah, so I've had to kind of think like a man in more ways. Um <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. No. Yeah,
1: I mean, people call me a relationship realist. I think that's the man in me. Um, I think that, you know, it is about going to the feelings. so I think that sometimes we, or uh, women... especially will kind of talk further out. Like, so the feelings that they're having about the dynamic they're in this love that they think they have is further out. The idea of like, this is the one and this person is going to show up for me like this. And I'm eventually mm-hmm. going to have this. It's like, they're feeling outwardly. Right. But inwardly it's about saying like, I mean, there's this anxiety. Like, what is this feeling you're having? You're coming to me with what is it with love or is it with anxiety? So it's having them like be more honest with themselves about what they're feeling. You know, um, because the logical part or you know the compassionate part too will come up with excuses excuses and reasons and ways to validate experiences that they're having that are making them feel less than or uncomfortable or they're not actually you know getting closer to what they want or you know all these things that it's not a match mm. and so it's about that it's about kind of helping them see more clearly In many ways, the things that they're complaining about, like the sadness that they have, a lot of women come to me differently than men, but a lot of women come to me with anger, and the anger is so outwardly focused, and it's like, okay, maybe it is all outward, maybe it is all that person, maybe it is all the circumstance, so empower yourself, and look inwardly, and create a different solution for yourself, let them go, you know, if it's an outward thing, and someone's not listening to you, and no matter what you do, then like, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, you know, like, yeah. you know, stop fighting against yourself. You know, I think like, and it was something I experienced. I never have been an angry person. And then there was these uh, really, you know, the relationship that I was in that, you know, really turned me into a breakup coach or someone that wanted to be that was I stayed so long. You know, I was denying so many of the feelings. I was thinking about them and what they needed Mm -hmm. and how I could change for, you know, let's go back to the beginning. That's such a known thing. Let's go back. In the beginning, we were passionate. In the beginning, we had chemistry. In the beginning, they paid attention to me. So I was so frustrated by coming to someone and outwardly showing them that I remember becoming so angry. in this one time where I, like, leaped out of myself and and to the guy I was with and kind of like I wanted to like shake him like wake up (laughs) but it was really like and I remember asking him were you afraid of me and he was like loud just like look at you you're like so tiny like how could I be afraid of you (laughs) but I remember I remember him flinching when he saw me like come at I mean yeah and I didn't believe him. And even the fact that I had to ask was like the answer again, like stop asking outwardly. Did that scare you? It scared me Right. that I would be an expression of that in a loving relationship. And so, yeah, it's like empower yourself to leave. And that's kind of what I try to do. It's being a breakup coach, you know, it's, um, it's hard. It's a, uh, it really, for me, it comes from like a really loving place and wanting to be with people in, you know, their most fragile states and um, in the support of love, you know. And but you know, people want fix quicks, like fix uh, fast. What is it called? Quick fixes. Quick fixes. I got you. <laughs> I'm like so dyslexic in life, and always as I get older. And um, but. And they also, like, you can kind of be the bad guy, too. So it's about, you know, being direct with people because they can't be direct with themselves. And there are a lot of people come to, you know, the relationships and breakups with avoidance. So to speak with them in a way that says, hey, nothing needs to happen now, but let's work on you coming into, you know, clarity. You know, that's the biggest thing, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to like encourage people to do something because I think they should.
0: Okay, that's big. that's yeah. That's I big. that I think that's a good key to like you know. Um, so I, I have two questions. I can't decide which one I want. I, yeah. I want to ask first. Um, so you said that women come in and they're they're more outwardly mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. Are men more inwardly <laughs> like when they come to you? Are they do they generally like blame themselves Mm -hmm. more okay
1: yeah and also because this has been a theme um that women left them blaming them
0: oh so it's like internalized from their other their past relationships
1: yeah i think that um yeah i mean People blaming, like again, outwardly, like at the end of a relationship, like not being able to own for yourself the inward experience of why you're leaving someone or why you feel like you have to leave. Blaming them is a way of still giving them opportunity to make it up to you or distancing Mm. or like, you know, cutting someone down, feeling so like maybe feeling so ignored in a relationship. So you're finally saying like, well, this is how small you are. So people will come to me, mainly men, and they will feel guilt and they will. The questions that they'll have is like a woman said I was this. Am I or realizing really recognizing that they didn't show up. And really being able to admit that, really seeing where they checked out. They didn't understand what was happening. I've heard this a lot with guys like women women will be like, What why? You know, like what are you thinking? What are you doing? And I think guys are so not used to expressing it that they just shut it down. So like they're not really they're not really thinking through why it's happening. Their behavior just changes. Mm -hmm. And in retrospect, they can see that and they want to understand it. So they're coming to me really more invested in the education of you know, yeah, an action plan, but also like, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to see a woman cry to this extent. I don't want to see that I cheated and you know, whatever it is, I don't want to end up in this place. I think men, you know, personalize failure or rejection in a different way, in a way that, you know, makes them want to overcome and, and be kind of a changed man faster than I think that women that maybe identify more with the story and the problem and I don't know it's it's because I think that we're more outwardly focused we don't use breakup as as much to like be a self-development journey and be like okay like how am I going to come into it the next time that you know that I can inspire love in someone, so they don't, or you know, devotion, or or you know, honesty, or mm. presence, that they don't go and distract themselves elsewhere. We don't like look at that as much, and take that project on. We take the project on of of finding another man. It, it's right. just, it's
0: get the rebound.
1: Yeah, it, like no other. I mean, it's just, it's it really makes my mind, like my head spin completely.
0: Yeah. To see him. So, how do people and do you see a difference between men and women in this kind of so like when, when it is near the end of the relationship, I assume you see kind of what we were talking before, which is a battle around like how selfish should I be Mm -hmm. right? Like in a relationship, especially if there are kids involved um, are, do you see a difference between men and women around like how they think about a potential breakup and how that would look like, Mm in society with their friends with their family like i feel like a lot of people and maybe not on uh, maybe not on the coast as much like i'm i'm pulling this from like a midwestern sensibility yeah. which is like married young you stay with your person you have kids mm-hmm. early but like at what point is it selfish to leave but then at what point is it good for The breakup to happen and obviously would change based on the person to or the situation Um, I
1: think it's like you also have to look at not is it selfish to leave but is it selfish for people to stay mm. I think that men can check out in a relationship in ways um
0: yeah. And kind so of clear your brain go full blank you're like oh she's mad again all right cool let me just like zone out
1: and then they just walk around like that and uh-huh. on, you know you're on Day they're not mode, even there yep.
0: and I it, think every guy's been in a relationship where that where they've done happens. that happens yeah yeah and it's it's because at least with mine where it was it was like it isn't worth fighting. Because it's just like I'm. Whatever I say is not yeah. gonna go well cannot, for me. Gonna be received. So yeah. So it's it's better because they can't they can't get mad if you don't do anything. It's kind of the thinking. But that's what boils. That's, that's what, what like faster. That's what makes me leap really out of my skin. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, made yeah. me jump across the <laughs> exactly. room. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I think that's what makes women leave. Yeah. So I think so. Then it's like, is it selfish to stay? Is it selfish to you know, ins- uh, you know, inspire rage in someone. Right. You know, like to get someone to that degree. So I think, um, or, you know, I think it's selfish to stay degrees and we have to like look at that, you know, sometimes like I've, I've heard people, I'm so fascinated by this. Like people say that they will stay in a relationship until they have eyes for someone else. Like yeah. the, the mere possibility of that will be the fuel they need to leave. And it's like, oh, <gasps> Oh my God. Yeah. I, it seems so fucking dishonest that like, I think I'm, and I, I really wish I could like inspire in the Sims, maybe like narcissistic inspire more of a movement in this sense. But like, (laughs) I just think it's so dishonest to do that, that I could never, I can't like, I can't believe people do that. That's like the worst thing to bring into love. And it creates suspicion going forward. You know, like if I know, even if you didn't cheat on me, but I knew that right after we broke up, and I thought I was in this, you know, you know, year and a half relationship, three year relationship with you, and two months later, even let's just say two months, yeah, you're with someone else. I mean,
0: in a in a serious way,
1: yeah, it, yeah, it would, you know, like I guess posting about it, whatever people do, right? Where I just knew that, like, wow, he's really in love again, and I know that happens for people. I get it, yeah, but it's also like where's the processing that anyone does anymore about someone else? Yeah. Where's the reflecting? Like, I think it's, and listen, I've been in places where I have been with people quickly after, but it's kind of nauseating to think it's kind of like, psych- like you were sexually with someone's body for so long. And then like that, you can just go be with someone else. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think there's kind of like, I I think there's two ways to kind of look at it. And I'm not saying I necessarily agree because I'm I'm more on your side. Like after I have a serious relationship, I'm not I don't jump into anything mm. um, quickly. It's like at least six months before yeah. I start seeing anyone seriously. But I think one way I think a lot of people really struggle with the idea of being alone. Yeah. And so it's 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 exactly what you're saying, which is the it's dishonest because mm. they're mentally checked out. But to that same Point the other side of that coin is that in their mind, maybe they're doing the processing while they're still in the relationship. And they're just like, so, so your, your point was that they, after the breakup, they need, they should have time to like process what happened in that relationship before they moved on to the other one. And I think a lot of them would say whether it's accurate or not, that, Oh, the last like four months I've been processing that last relationship. And now I'm now I'm ready for another relationship, even though I've been in that relationship. Like what happens when someone tells you that
1: I, I, I was that person. And I remember always thinking that, like, no wonder I was crying to the extent that I was crying, I was grieving the loss of the relationship and the love and falling out of the illusion of it while I was in relationships. This is what made me like a breakup coach wanting to be someone that could do that. Because I can't imagine someone witnessing that me out loud basically even processing out loud to these guys that I was going to leave them or whatever or my dissatisfaction or the tears and them you know never asking or me never acknowledging why I was crying because I was processing that I was going to leave and then I would be in another relationship you know soon after like and it would be another long relationship, and I would always be able to justify it because I had, you know, processed it before. And this was a, the next person was long distance, so I felt like it was faded.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. they
1: didn't—they found me. I didn't go right. looking for it. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that there's reality that's, to...
0: That's a good point, though. It's like, oh, no, no, no I was I wasn't yeah, looking. They I just found me. And like, yeah. oh, I'm supposed to and say I no to, to say this? yes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. God,
1: God orchestrated this. <laughs> you know, who would I be to... Do, you know, that would be... You're right. Exactly. So, and I think that the thing was is that by doing those things, you have to, again, like, you know, look further out. And, and maybe it's happened for people where they have done that and they've gone into something else. I think when I did that at least, um, I was always reacting to the last person and the last relationship. So I wanted to do it again, kind of a similar relationship, but I would just do it better. And the reality was like that dynamic was done. It was expired. Mm -hmm. I needed to outgrow the dynamic. And I think sometimes when you process and then go into the next one, you're replacing and replacing it more like you're not it's just like you're reaching to the next the the thing that logically makes sense next or is there and available and you're just going to do it better yeah but it becomes about the last person and who you were then instead of like who you're going to become yes and so i think that's the encouragement i would have about why still there's some value in pausing And even if you're processing with someone, it's different to process with someone and then be alone and be processing without any options. Yeah, it's very, very different to remove the options. I mean, I remember when I would break up and I would. Yeah, you're dating again. You're you're getting validation. What does it li- look like? Because it's so easy with dating apps not to.
0: Oh my God. To never
1: really be it's out like, of like.
0: You can get a date within 20 minutes. Right. Especially in New York. Or just As chat with like, people
1: and get validation. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, or just right. have
1: light. I, your picture is being looked at by this person. Look what it says about me.
0: Right. Ooh, that but person's hot and they think I'm attractive. Yeah. Which means that I must be attractive. And like like it feels good. Look what degrees are. Yeah. Look what I get have, you know. Right.
1: And, but. Turns uh,
0: out they're a serial killer. Her, every time or they're in a relationship or, or, a or relationship. they would cancel the date with me hours before. <laughs> oh, that is the worst. That is my that is an automatic like no, I'm not cuz every time they're like, "Can we reschedule? I feel so bad." I'm like, yeah, "Fuck no." No, like, that is not the foot we are starting it's also on. also like I can't
1: help people believe how people um Do that when they'll say like I feel so bad and it seems so sincere. Like I I don't want you to have this impression of me. I had a guy that did Uh, that. Yep. And but it's because of work (laughs) and it's in California. This whole thing. And it's like, wow, they really don't want me to think bad of them. But then they never reschedule the date. So it's like a double shock. Mm. It's like, why not just own? I remember one guy circling back and being like, I'm obviously not in a good place. And he went through this thing like, I really don't think I should be dating. Maybe it was a lie, but it seemed more like he was removing himself as an option rather than delaying the inevitable, which was going to be that they don't want to see you. Yeah, Uh, It's just like there's no rescheduling going to be going on. Let's not like lie to ourselves.
0: Right. And if there is, like, great. I actually uh, had something like that happen this last summer. It was like someone on a dating app went on one date. It was good. Like nothing crazy. And like we're trying to set up a second date. And she was just like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I am overwhelmed by life right now. So like I'll text you if... I ever, like if, and, if when. and when. Yeah. Right. And like two months went by and she actually takes me back. I love that and stuff. It's, like, It didn't work out. But I was like, you know, what? I appreciate the honesty of just like, it, yeah, I'm overwhelmed right now. Like I can't handle the idea of and it's not like me or anything like that's that. That's selfish
1: in a good way. Right. And it also what I, I love about that is because It doesn't spoil the possibility if someone keeps on like they're they're being run thin in life they're spread thin whatever i can't say these
0: things (laughs) it's
1: just crazy i I just don't use like phrases that are used and even when i try to it's like so no
0: be unique that's why people listen to your podcast
1: oh my god that was my superlative by the way most unique
0: there you go it
1: wasn't even most because we had to be so unique so it was just unique <laughs>
0: yeah. I won in sixth grade I won an award for being the most creative person in my class Really? I have no idea how I was like not an artsy kid I think it was weird and they just needed to put so much. Be-
1: people say that to me I'm like I don't know I don't think I've always like felt so weird about the word creative for me huh. I can never claim it like a creative um, writing program I cannot call oh, what I was in yeah. I'm like I did non-fiction writing like I don't <laughs> I can't call it like don't think that I'm like this artsy person but yet people I think what they see as an individual they call creative yeah. and then we feel like we have this label that we have to be like a painter or like yeah. you know or really like and I'm just
0: I think it just means they don't understand how we get to the thoughts that we get to Yeah. um so I want to I think one last thing on the um on the moving on relationships Mm -hmm. quickly. I think also, and I want your opinion on this theory, that people kind of feel like after uh, a long relationship, they've diagnosed what they thought was wrong with the relationship and they think, now I know what I want because this was wrong, this was wrong, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. And so this next one, I think a lot of people feel very confident that the next person that they date, they know exactly what they want. And I don't think anyone ever really does. And I guess I'll, I'll, I've actually told this on the podcast before, but it's been a while. Um, One of the things my mom said to me after uh, she got divorced for the second time was that after she dated my dad, her thought in finding another partner was like, oh, well, this obviously didn't work with, my with your dad talking to me um and so i went 180 degrees the other way it was was a reaction
1: to the last person it was a
0: reaction to the last person overcorrected, and and so what she said and what she has said with the the third uh the third husband who she's still with is that i didn't i didn't need to go 180 degrees away from your dad i needed to go like 10 degrees away Mm -hmm. from your dad because she was still with my dad for 13 years like obviously it wasn't a complete train wreck for the entire thing just like a few things went wrong and she needed to shift a little bit and i've that that actually has stuck with me as like don't be reactionary after Mm -hmm. after a breakup because odds are it's going to go worse the next time. Like, if the relationship lasted a year, then, like, the odds of the opposite type of person working better for you is just, it's almost zero. Because you're not 100% wrong in whatever relationship that you have.
1: Yeah, I I mean, that is always, like, that's been my theory. And that's why I was saying don't be reactionary and that you kind of want to just, like, fall into the, if it was a pendulum, or, what, like, get centered with yourself. Yeah. And I think that... Even what I noticed I was doing in, it's been, you know, been in my 30s and it was after I broke up with my ex is that I think I did look at it as I was so ashamed of myself and my past relationships and was like, I should have never been with that. I should never have been with.
0: There are people that you do that it's like okay to think that with. Not you, but like some people where they look back and they're like, what was I doing? Yeah. It was like, oh, I was addicted to heroin. And Right. That's, why- <laughs> right.
1: that's how they showed that's up. That's why that happened. That's what ah, they were supplying. Okay. That's, what, that's what they were that supplying. That one,
0: that's my bad. I got yeah. <laughs> to not like do heroin. There are people that I, I was
1: <laughs> in love with. I think I have to look, in, and you're right. Like there was a part of them you know they were the the people i was choosing to see me in the off hours yeah you know what i'm saying it's like um and when I started dating I I started being like I'm gonna have the exact opposite of what I've dated I'm ready to get married you know the man I marry and choose to spend my life with is gonna look nothing like the guys I dated he wakes up
0: at 6am he fucking tends to the chickens on our farm like
1: he goes out and he makes money yeah he makes not only does
0: he make money he also makes dinner right oh my god they have to cook they have to cook
1: oh my god totally in my fantasy like I'm barely doing anything but then I'm like oh my but that's what's crazy it's like that's also what's crazy it's like i've thought that and those are the people that can't handle me either like they can't they really don't honor who i am right so it's like yeah so i agree with what your mom is saying 100 percent um
0: there's there's the whole thing is like oh opposites attract and like there is something to i feel Having balance, having like a little bit of difference in personality. But if your lifestyles are totally different, it's just like you can't. I think that's how you feel like so sustainable. Well, you
1: just feel unnatural. And I think that like, I can't imagine, like I cannot imagine. I can't even have roommates I've never had roommates. Like, I can't
0: imagine. I, <laughs> I can't. joke about that all the time. I was like, I don't think I could ever live with someone again. I think I'm I think going to need like a guest house for my wife and kids. I know.
1: And kids. <laughs> and kids. It's oh my so God. bad. It's I like, haven't
0: cleaned anything that I didn't make a mess for in two years.
1: I know. I don't know.
0: I don't even think I could get and a it, pet at this horrible. point. It's <laughs> horrible.
1: It's like, it's so much like I have to protect my energy.
0: And it's like, <laughs> as if
1: what I'm working on in life is so important. Yeah. There's a part of me... That, but like, wouldn't that be the dream? In a way, it's like everyone has like their cave, and like you go in and you explore, your, and then we have like this amazing intimacy between us and this other time, and we want that, and we're like devoted to that, because it empowers us, and it's like a release from our other things. But like, there's something else that we're both working on that has our attention too. Yeah, I would love that.
0: It's yeah, it's tough for I think driven people. Because they obviously can't be, like, held down. But driven people are generally attracted to other driven people. And it I think it clashes sometimes in terms of, like how do you make time for someone else when you're both super busy? Yeah, see,
1: and I just, like, and that's so much of New York, too. It's, yeah. And I just find there's nothing less attractive to me than that, either. Yeah. You know, in a place that's, like, full of busyness and, like, you know, the achievement-oriented culture, I think, like, there's nothing better than being someone that can show up for someone. That, to me, is, like... And I think like that's been what I really recognize. Like guys walk away with with me. Actually, they're always just like about how much presence I have, and that when I'm, I'm giving attention and when I'm with someone, like they're the only person that exists. And a lot of people don't offer that to someone. Um,
0: it's a great skill to have. Yeah, and like I don't think almost anybody. Yeah. In in general, I mean, even people that have been with significant others for a long time are like, you know, you're with someone for a couple of years and suddenly it's, it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing this again. They're Whatever, I've exciting. heard this story like, and it's... I just,
1: I want to, I really 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 want this is like i want to be able to like continually continuously you know be surprised by the person or find reasons to be fascinated i want to be like up on life right. you know like i feel that in my single life always constantly my whole life has been you know guided by those interactions and and that enthusiasm really for the world and i hope that I can bring that in a, you know, extended and sustainable way in my romantic relationships. Like, I really hope it doesn't get old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, it, it, so one of my favorite, like, psychological studies is on um, relationships and, like, how long they'll last. So it's, like, a longitudinal study that studied couples over, you know, I think it was, like, th- 30, 50 years, a significant amount of time. And the researcher had this hypothesis and it turned out that he was about like 85 to 90% correct. Mm -hmm. And his hypothesis was that couples that look at the bird is the phrase he used. Couples that look at the bird stay together. So what he was having them do was he would notice he would like track these couples and When one couple, when one piece of the couple, the male or uh, the man or woman, um, was looking at something that they thought was interesting, like they were looking at a bird Mm -hmm. out the window and they suggested, hey, come look at this bird. If their partner reciprocated that excitement, Mm -hmm. they stayed together almost 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. The people that fell apart almost to like a perfect accuracy were the ones where someone would say oh my god this bird is so pretty come look at it and they would get rejected mm-hmm. the their partner wouldn't come look at it they would think oh i'm busy i can't mm-hmm. do that right now it's like the people that stay together are the ones that and obviously there's a limit if someone's doing that every 15 fucking minutes then like you can't but when they when they try to bring excitement into the relationship if the partner receives it then generally they stay together
1: yeah i love that. I love that so 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 much, oh my God, it's so and, easy
0: to forget in those long relationships though that like you have to keep doing that yeah, It's, a it's so easy you to do to that in the beginning other. of a relationship because yeah, the person's so interesting, and it's like you three years in you want to be like it's the same fucking cardinal we saw two days ago, yeah. but like you have to like if they are interested in it's it, you practice. have to be interested it's in a it
1: practice. you know it's so funny as my parents you know, started the relationship as bird watchers. <laughs> so I'm dying and they're still fucking together.
0: <laughs> but, but I, and,
1: but my, and my you, dad, this and is my, the key. No, Get but, into birds but, and your
0: relationships will last but, forever. But
1: but also I have to be honest about this is like the question has always been like, because I was so, I told them if they divorced, I'd kill myself. <laughs> And now I'm, now I'm a breakup coach. Now I'm a breakup coach. So the question uh, has been, like yeah. and 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 I'm single, is it like they stay together? And I think that my dad has this enthusiasm for life. It's where I, I get it from. Like, and he's always come, look at what I'm doing, everything. Like when we're in a car, it's just always looking at this thing, And my mom Cows, horses, totally yeah. checked out. Uh-huh. You know, and I think in the beginning, she was into it and I think that she checked out and no longer was looking. And my sister and I had to be the ones that looked with him. And it can be exhausting.
0: Oh, yeah. But at the same time,
1: <laughs> I will say, uh, my dad still talks about this one ex of mine that you know I'm best friends with now and he's my dad. They're, they're so similar. And when I was with him, we had that, we still have that together. Mm. And it's just like, we're turned on by life in the same way. Yeah. And I think it's why we can be friends after, and it's why with him, like to this day, I just feel like this the way that we live life together, it's like this romantic journey. I love it. Um, and I think it really worked, that relationship. And I was in a dark place then, and he really showed up for me, and it still worked, you know? Um, and I think you're right. I think you gotta look at, wanna see that, that same bird but you're right. Like every, I don't know. It's hard.
0: It's hard to do,
1: but I I think it can be done.
0: Yeah. So being friends with Mm -hmm. a significant other afterwards, I want to ask about that. Yeah. Um, How do you do it? I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm like, if, if a relationship is over, that to me is, um, that's kind of it. I've only ever had one relationship where I kind of stayed friends with them, but it was like, it was because we were roommates. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a necessary, like if we didn't live in the same place for a while, then I don't know if it, if we would have been able to stay friends like we did. Is it, are, are there pieces of a relationship or pieces of a breakup that you can kind of look at and see like, okay, this is what's preventing someone from staying friends with their partner. Um, Obviously like, extenuating circumstances like if someone's abusive like yeah of course you don't i'm not necessarily talking about that type of scenario and then is there a difference between like men and women like do you see men and or women wanting to stay friends with their exes more often than the other i
1: think when i you know hear other people talk about wanting to stay friends and, and they'll do it with people that they've been dating a month and, and
0: you were never more than friends.
1: You <laughs> weren't even no, that's still friends. no, let's, let's get this straight. You weren't even friends, right? Let's you, you, you were you like barely even, acquaintances
0: at that point.
1: Like the problem was you only dated a month because you didn't even get to a friendship level
0: uh, and yeah. people will
1: say, Oh, I want to be friends because they still want to be a possibility.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: I think that in terms of like a relationship that, you know, people had that friendship, they had developed that Like if that part was there. And so there was respect for who that person is, not just what you were getting from them. Sexually, you know, like sometimes we get things, you know, sexually, you know, people don't even realize they're getting their meals paid for. So they love them for that. Yeah, right. You know, (laughs) If it's no longer convenient to have them in your life and it was therefore unconditional, it wasn't based on the conditions. I think that there's a way of coming back into each other's life. Maybe when you've been able to put, The attraction to the side and kind of evolve beyond it Mm. and I think you can really develop a friendship with someone and not feel threatened by them dating other people or having experiences like that and the fact that you know you're they're not choosing you you have to be okay with like oh you know if you're if you're developing this friendship and then you go home and you talk to your friends about, oh my God, you know, they haven't expressed desire. I haven't seen that they want to kiss me. You know, they're not <laughs> trying to spend the night. It's like, if, yeah. it's like, make sure, like check your intentions. And I think that, you know, friendship is possible if it was unconditional to begin with. Sometimes you find out just for one person or the other that it was conditional and if you're not theirs they're so offended by that and they're someone they're a type of person that never evolves beyond that unfortunately Mm -hmm. you know it's a kind of I think that's kind of like the spiritual journey after a breakup and and within people in their life or the development journey of self-development If you look at, you know, relationships and just trying to be like the best person you can be and and showing up in the most honest way and really not taking people for granted and, you know, appreciating what you're creating with people, you know, you can look at the end of it and you can you know, value them, value Mm -hmm. what it was, and therefore take the ego out of it. So you could have a friendship with them afterwards. Now, that all said... You're saying
0: I'm the problem? (laughs) But then at the same time,
1: I've asked for myself, like, am I someone that really does that? You know, I I have done that. I would be willing to do that with men that have been um, in past relationships with me. But when I date someone, for example, you know, the guy in LA that I went and saw you know, really realize that there's no way. I mean, there's no way that, (laughs) but I feel that way that like realistically we would be good partners for each other. Mm. And yet we had this bond of just speaking for six months. I mean, he really was present for me, asked me the best sort of questions. I really evolved in this time. And I feel kind of selfish. Like I gained all that, and I've cut this person off. I can cut this person off, and he wants to, you know, reflect or you know, acknowledge what we created with each other, which is so real. It's like why can't I just continue that with him? Why can't I just continue to be present and help him in the ways that he wants help from me too? And and but it's like oh, it's like I don't know. I don't know if like a friendship like. But if there's any chance that it's going into romantic territory and romanticizing that, I feel like that will be a distraction. So I don't I don't know. Interesting. It's, it's sometimes so I guess right now it's hard to separate because it was so even if it was long distance. and we didn't get to be sexual in all the ways. I had hopes <laughs> for reasons um, maybe I won't discuss here. Um, there was very so many sexual undertones. So just to be friends right now, it's kind mm. of like, it um, I don't know.
0: It's like a tease. It's,
1: it's you got, yeah, and it's like, I am such a tease. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't want that with people. It feels dishonest to a certain degree. To play into that, like if this guy wants, and I would understand why he would want them more of my cinematic nudes I totally get why he would want those (laughs) and I love being able to take those photos I have so much fun with it (laughs) but is that giving to someone that I shouldn't give to in that way should I go find a better like partner should I like I have to like check in with myself I give a lot I love giving but like i I gotta be selective who I give to man not everyone you gotta
0: you gotta find where <laughs> to you need line. to be selfish
1: I, to, where do I draw the line like yeah. and I stop teasing it's like let me go tease someone else now <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> no. then but like if you fell if you didn't there's some great quote Is like people will basically like almost triumph around people they find rare these rare mm, people yes but then when they're with them they won't know how to treat them that's where they'll lose them yeah. And I feel that. I feel like there's a lot of fucking talk about rare, oh my God, you have this presence and I haven't, you know rec- you know, all this stuff, all the ways I've developed myself. But if you drop the ball around that, it's done. Yeah, and I will. It might not be friendly. I won't. Maybe won't treat you well. I won't ignore you. I won't abandon you. I'll still show up for you. But you're not going to get the rare qualities anymore because that's abusive to myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because you have limitations and you wish you were better. And in time, but I don't have that time anymore. Right. I'm looking for people that match me now, and we don't have to rush into things. And we don't have to. But people that match me now, and. If you don't see me and you can't treat me like I can show up and treat you, I'm I'm on to the next. I don't have time for it. You know, I have to be treating myself better than them. So that's where I'm at.
0: We are right back where we started at the beginning. Good I word. think that was that was awesome. So we've got like five minutes left. Yeah. I think if people want to hear more of like this sort of stuff what's your podcast called
1: yeah it's called thank you heartbreak
0: thank you heartbreak apple Podcasts, spotify you on youtube
1: i'm going to be okay i'm gonna get overcome my fears
0: soon on youtube instagram is thank you heartbreak yeah okay let's talk about queen of hearts
1: yeah let's do it so
0: for my regular listeners chelsea and i know each other because we were on a dating show (laughs) podcast called the queen of hearts um and we're going to i'm going to throw this out from the beginning we haven't gotten the chance to listen to it yet yeah so this is going to come out like right when that drops mm-hmm. hopefully listeners from that podcast are coming to like hear more about us and like
1: our dynamic when, yeah, yeah
0: our dynamic but i wanted to like talk about the the experience of doing the show and then like all that cuz it really it was a fascinating experience yeah, it was. like let's at least from my end let's start the first two conversations i had with producers mm-hmm. i didn't realize they were going to use those those clips they could use in the show i thought those were just like regular interviews like oh they're just checking they're like mm-hmm. chatting with me all this other stuff and then i find out from you that there's like a whole part of the show that I wasn't included in and they were using clips from those first two yeah. podcasts. And I like, obviously I gave them permission to use those clips. It's not like they stole them or anything. I'm
1: wondering like, did but we? I, I like, have well, no we, idea if we did or not. That contract it, and it's okay. was pretty
0: big. Um, <laughs>
1: right. That's why you don't read the fine print.
0: <laughs> I actually tried to read the fine print oh and I God, was like, I but I didn't, re- I didn't realize. And it was, it was more like, it was just kind of funny. I was like, cause again, we haven't heard it I still have no idea what was said in and
1: because the, in I and because I blacked beginning. out and because I blacked out and was so present oh that I blacked God. out I can't remind you of any of it all I know <sighs> is that I too wasn't aware that that was happening in a way but at the same time this is what I've tried to like get good at is you go into situations and being honest. And yeah. really showing, and I think that's even why we got selected is I've wanted to be on reality TV since I was a kid. And okay. I feel like and, and now I've had MTV called me last Friday. No so I'm, shit. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, so it's I'm closer than I've ever been. And why I realize that like i feel like I'm being on things like Queen of Hearts is that I I know how to show like I'm dynamic. I can speak out of both sides of myself, and there's an honesty, and there's an, an allowance of, of revealing yourself. Yeah. So I think that both of us, you know, all of us, they're on there. You know, we were chosen because we were willing to reveal, um, you know, real moments, and we weren't orchestrating things. Like the
0: sex quiz that yeah. was eighty-five pages. pages long. It was it wasn't, so. I love how it we took, said
1: pages because it wasn't questions; it was pages. It was we were,
0: pages. It pages. took. 50 minutes to fill out like my entire sexual history, every weird thing that's ever happened to me, like that you've all ever this. About every that weird you've thing I've ever thought about, about, every fantasy, all this other stuff. And that also, was, if my parents are listening to this, they are not allowed to listen to the Queen of Hearts podcast until I give them express written consent. Because oh I don't know what they're going to use. so Yeah, it's they, like, they
1: will never look at you the same. For sure. They're they will, not all. If yeah, they could read that, that sheet, was the they're going to be And when you hear our voices <laughs> and you like think about these scenes where we're saying our talking about our life and what was done to us or what we did. It is crazy because you just hear these voices and it's like, who is this person? It's like, oh my God, that's you. (laughs) And it's like, what do you think about yourself? And that was the craziest thing about it. It's so fucking revealing in the perception that we put out there. And these moments of our lives, like what does it say about us? And obviously things were chosen. You know, they selected these moments. Right. So on their own, I could see where, wow, it really... You know, you can want to fire back. That's not all of me, but it, right. it is a part of me. And um, and we, we said it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? we did. We went for it. But you kind of like, to your point, you kind of just have to like go for it and hope that I, it works I, out. And it, it did for both of us. So um, I don't, I think... Every everybody who doesn't want spoilers, go listen to the episode now. It's called "The Queen of Hearts" with mm. Juju It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Wondery, like all every every podcast platform. But um, I ended up winning. I don't know how do you <laughs> yeah. like I I was the selected. You chose one. me right. You chose me. He's the chosen three. one. Wow, I the, the chosen, chosen one. one. I am. one. Wow. Um, I am the Queen of Hearts. No, yeah. the. Um, but it was really just the, <laughs> I, going in blind after the first segment, I, there was only two of us and I was like, I don't know what was said, but then the host Jujube from RuPaul's Drag Race was just like, here's a question, now tell a story. And it was like, oh, I just got to fucking go for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've literally told like the story that I told, which was about the Nutella Yeah. I had told maybe three other people in my life that story. Oh my god! Like, it's such a but good I was, story. It is a good story, you should lead but it with just it. You should never lead with come it. up. Yeah, should it's I put also, it on my hinge profile? I've oh like my asked me about in story. Just because Nutella is
1: just like you know <laughs> my crazy, not even guilty. My craziest pleasure.
0: Um,
1: like, it was wildy. <laughs> is it was, that why I won? <laughs> yeah, but it was so good. Where I thought that you were maybe making it up. No, that but was one hundred percent true. And I was just like, just in the event that he's not making it, up, it's so me. <laughs> That's what was so, that is what was crazy because I was such in a like, place in my life because of the LA guy and, and long distance of like the fantasies. Really being in it, but he was really like guiding it. And then there was you that would have these fantasies where I was like, oh, that's like me. Whereas like I was, I think,
0: being more over,
1: I don't know, it was just, it's crazy. Like where we're at in our lives too when we said yes to the show. And yeah. I think that informed a lot of what we brought into it and kind of...
0: Well, you know what's funny with that show is that the producers never actually reached out to me. They reached out to one of my friends mm-hmm. who, like, had a video go kind of viral on TikTok, like you know, uh, uh, fifty thousand views or whatever. And the producers found him and they really? actually asked him if he wanted to be on the show. And he said, "I." I'm in a long term relationship, I don't think that would like I don't think I could get away with it, but
1: get away with it. Here's
0: here's three other people that I think would be good. And he wow. gave me and then with a compliment. I know, right? Um, See he
1: didn't chase. You attracted that.
0: Right, so that's but so cool. It is, but it was also like that was part of the reason I didn't realize like those first interviews were going to be used on the show because I had no like they didn't reach out to me. They were like, "Hey, Chris referred you. We'd love to chat," and I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Um, I just thought
1: it was an audition.
0: I didn't even. I thought or like
1: an interview. Like yeah, they were trying what to what see. I, yes. Like they're just trying to. You know, I thought cut. they were making
0: sure, like, this guy's friend isn't crazy. I didn't realize they were like, oh, we're going to use this audio. <laughs> I don't even think any of it like,
1: sometimes it's, like, not even that it was crazy. Like, it's just as when anything's selected on its own and you're hearing it, just, like, you're just hearing something that you've said. Like, it's dramatic. I don't know. Yeah. Everything that was, like, played, it there, it felt dramatic. Yes. I, I don't... It's, it
0: was, yeah. And it was, because it's it was good was da- Because it felt, like,
1: private. Right. It felt private. It did.
0: That, it and it that really was, it is a weird thing for you to say it, it did.
1: Because you can't see you couldn't see us too. It was just like something like I felt it felt very like it, it commanded like presence. It was just like you were right there with it. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. I thought and it really made me think afterwards. After it was all said and done, it really made me think about myself and how I choose and also like i will say it was kind of crazy to think that like the show wasn't a setup and also Mm-mm. like i think that they did do a good like ch- job choosing like it's kind of crazy what i told them and maybe it like you are a good choice i would say
0: <laughs> Thank i mean you. i would say like i think <laughs> that it, like
1: it, in terms of logic and and all that like yeah very very good and compelling like to me like wow I said that I was a long distance addict, and they literally found a guy that lives like two streets away. Six minutes, and on our date, like we were following each other. Like, I know like, that was really awkward. Like literally on the date, like it couldn't have gotten closer. No. And
0: no, it got to the point where I was like, "I'm going to go a different direction no, than this I went woman." Because I went a different
1: I, direction. You did. You were ahead of me though. And then I you and went you ahead, turned, and, and I tur- was like, I a "I'm going to."
0: I'm okay. We yeah. were both thinking the same thing because yeah. I wasn't sure if it. It was you. I, I was know. like, I'm pretty sure that'd be real awkward if we both to the like, point
1: of like, I don't know people's names on dates. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know really what you looked like. I didn't no, register. I, yes. I didn't look at pictures. I didn't even know who I All was All we had was
0: Instagram. It was kind of like, but
1: I didn't even like, I just I don't look into things. It's kind of mm, crazy. Like I okay. don't, I didn't want to look into anything. Like I, I honestly can tell you, that. like I looked back at you and I didn't know I was like, oh, I never see blondes in New York. I didn't even register.
0: <laughs> and then you were so close to me that I was like,
1: is this him? Like, he yeah. was a blonde. Like, is it? He's tall. Like, I didn't even know what you looked like. I couldn't remember.
0: <laughs> hey, but that's, it's not a bad way to go through life, right? Like, it was more, as long as you were able to recognize me when you pulled up to the... The speakeasy. So, for anyone interested, we went to Lenox, which is uh, a speakeasy underneath one of the subway stations yeah. in New York, and then we went to a wine bar um, and talked with the weird little bartender for like she, an hour and a half. She was a very interesting person. Oh my god, um, she was. I can still remember some
1: things she said. I can. She
0: was. Her. I mean, she let us try like eight different oh. types of wine before she started getting annoyed.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think she was ever annoyed. But I just was. I really realized how I can't just order wine anymore Um, (laughs) i have like only two that i love at some place and that's all i can drink nothing yeah yeah, i don't like wine (laughs) Uh, but yeah that was fun um but yeah i remember thinking really fast when i was there with you i remember thinking to myself if the guy that i meet in la can't carry a conversation like this i can't see him in the future and i remember really thinking that and like and he didn't. And I remember thinking, just like you were like a, a guiding post or something, like, like a, a reference point, a bar, yeah, like, a bar okay. for sure. Like if he, the guy I go meet, can't have a conversation like this on a date, then it's not worth it that he just sp- sends me really great messages, <laughs> you know. Like, but it, that was really yeah, hard for me to do. That was right. really, really hard for me no, to do. That's,
0: that's legit, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm honored. I didn't i knew going into it just from i think maybe it's cuz you got vetted by producers i was like there's no way this isn't an interesting date mm. like that's that's my biggest pet peeves on dates and like we were saying before we're in new york you got dating apps it's not hard to get a date yeah. when someone is not interesting or they don't want to put the effort in or any of that like that's worse than like a really bad date where you just don't get along cuz at least i can appreciate a different type of a viewpoint if someone that I just don't agree with is there, right? But I was I was pretty confident going into the date that it was like it was going to at least be an interesting conversation, and it was. I had a great time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it blows my mind, though, that people wouldn't... Re- like, they want someone. How are you not sitting down with people and being, like, animated? like I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. It's, people are dead inside. They're nervous. No, I know. They're nervous. They're nervous. I was they're saying dead they're inside. dead inside. Now, I'm I am a little
0: more forgiving of people than Chelsea is. so, like... <laughs> uh, they're dead. <laughs> they should just kill themselves. Know, they're just, a waste have, of life. They're a waste so of oxygen. I have so much compassion for it outside like, of dating. Oh, I thought they were nervous. I know. I just, like...
1: <laughs> I can't massage like I can't massage personality out of people. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. Like it's the nerves. Hard to do. And yeah. But
0: But anyway, thank you for doing this. Yes, of course. Like we we did the one podcast together and now like we've hung out for a couple hours. You've yeah. done my podcast. Like I'd love to have you back on sometime. Yeah. But I gotta go. I got two shows yeah, sure. up in uh midtown tonight. Guy. Yeah, right. Um plug what you have again where yeah. can people find you i'll put it in the show notes as well but yeah,
1: no just the podcast is thank you heartbreak thank you heartbreak.com dot instagram is thank you heartbreak and my name is chelsea lee truscott and my email is at at icloud.com yeah that
0: one yeah so if you're looking to dump someone or you're looking to hear a podcast
1: yeah, or save your relationship or, or save, save yourself. save your relationship, yeah. Yeah, 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 no. It's, it's she, can,
0: she can do it all for you. Everything. Name someone who's not in one of those three scenarios. Right, you right. It's, everyone is. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing Thanks. this. We'll do another one soon. Perfect.